Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Together, we'll discover great music and pick up information to keep all kinds of jazz alive. Sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. Let's start the last episode of this three-part series on some great new historical releases and reissues with some Miles Davis followed by some recordings of people who had at one time been part of Miles Davis ensembles. First, Volume 7 of the acclaimed Miles Davis bootleg series. This one's entitled, That's What Happened, 1982-1985. This is three CDs of unreleased Miles Davis recordings from two of his 80s albums, plus one from his set at the Montreal Jazz Festival of July 7, 1983, recorded live at Theatre Saint-Denis. There's a fade-out as each tune he played melded into the next one with no pause. This one's called Hopscotch, with Miles Davis, trumpet, and keyboards. John Schofield on guitar, Daryl Jones electric bass, Al Foster drums, Minou Senelu percussion.
Miles Davis, live from the Montreal Jazz Festival, 1983. Hopscotch. One man who had played with Miles Davis, even if only for a few months, was Bill Evans. And what a few months it was, resulting in the best-selling Kind of Blue album of 1958. Of course, pianist Evans, partly as a result of that album, and just as much due to his subsequent work as leader of a trio, has probably had more influence on jazz pianists today than any other player. Two recordings of full concerts from Buenos Aires, Argentina, by two different versions of the Bill Evans trio were released last year. They were recorded with a sound engineer and have been widely bootlegged over the years. But a couple of years ago, the engineer turned the original tapes over to the Evans estate, managed by Evans' son. One called Morning Glory was from 1973 with Eddie Gomez and Marty Morell. And the other one is called Inner Spirit from 1979 with Mark Johnson on bass and Joe LaBarbera drums. From the later one, here is their rendition of Johnny Mandel's theme from M.A.S.H., the Bill Evans Trio. Thank you. 
from 1979, Bill Evans with Mark Johnson on bass and Joe Lobrado drums. Did you recognize it as the theme from MASH? Considering that the famous theme was only referenced a couple times during that performance. One more Miles Davis alumni. Although he was a star well before that, having played with Dizzy Gillespie and Thelonious Monk, as well as making records under his own name, I'm talking about tenor saxophonist John Coltrane. His Blue Train album, recorded in 1957 and released in 1958, his only album on Blue Note, has become a classic. It has been re-released a few times, and once again, it's been released last year under the title of Blue Train, John Coltrane, Complete Masters. For one of my earlier Discovering Jazz episodes, episode 62, I did a whole one-hour podcast just on this album, introducing parts of some alternate takes that have never been heard before. Now, some people really like those alternate takes on reissued albums, and others don't. As I went through some of the reviews and comments of that uh, remastered album, I noticed that a few people complained about having to hear these alternate and often flawed takes. Personally, I really like it because it gives me a great sense of how even during the same session, soloists will play something so different each time they play it. That really is very much of what jazz is, improvisation. I'm going to play take four of Moments Notice, which I suspect might be a little bit faster than the take that was used for the original album because it's about three minutes shorter. I haven't heard it yet, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to compare each solo, but I suspect there's a few differences between the the take that uh, ended up on the album and this particular take. But it is with 19-year-old Lee Morgan on trumpet, Curtis Fuller, trombone, Kenny Drew, piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Philly Joe Jones drums. And of course, the amazing tenor sax of John Coltrane. Moments notice, and it's also nice to hear some of the voices at the beginning. Thank you. 
most dramatic change from the officially released version is the editing out of Coltrane's solo, as well as the elimination of part of the ensemble work. It should have been labeled as a incomplete version, but it wasn't. John Coltrane from Blue Train, John Coltrane Complete Masters. That was Moments Notice, take four. Next, a record label out of New York, Palmetto Records, released two albums last year from the late pianist Frank Kimbrough, who died of what was suspected to be a heart attack in December of 2020. Kimbrough was best known as a very important part of the Grammy Award-winning Maria Schneider Orchestra, but he was also a composer and fine pianist on his own, or with his trio as well, as being a professor at Juilliard School of Music. This is the title track from the first of the two CDs from 2003, his own composition, Lala Blue Bye, with his trio of bassist Ben Allison and drummer Matt Wilson.
the late Frank Kimbrough with Ben Allison bass and Matt Wilson drums. Lulla Blueby. Next, in this program of rediscoveries and reissues, here's another unearthed gem. It's Roy Hargrove and Mulgrew Miller and a recently found recording that has been titled In Harmony. It's from two concerts in New York and Pennsylvania, recorded respectively in 2006 and 2007. Both trumpeter Roy Hargrove and pianist Mulgrew Miller died at relatively early ages. Hargrove in 2018 at age 49 and Miller in 2013 at age 57. Here is their rendition of Monk's Dream, written by Thelonious Monk.
Roy Hargrove on trumpet and Mauro Miller piano. How about some Oscar Peterson now? And some recently discovered recordings that have become a big hit on jazz radio over the past year or so. The album is titled A Time for Love, and this is the final night of a 14-night European tour in 1987. And according to Oscar's wife, Kelly, there was an end-of-term atmosphere, and the whole group do sound pretty relaxed here. Here's the opening number. Peterson's own composition, Cool Walk, starting with just the band of Joe Pass on guitar, Dave Young bass, and Martin Drew drums, live from Helsinki, 1987.
nice sounding recording. Oscar Peterson from 1987 with Joe Pass, Dave Young, and Martin Drew. Cool walk. Let's finish this three-part series of tracks that have either been recently unearthed or re-released with a couple reissues. Saxophonist Joe Harriet became best known for his Indo-Jazz fusion albums, but a 1970 release by his quintet called Swings High was mostly bop and what they call hard bop. It's been remastered and re-released last year. From that album, here is the ubiquitous Polka Dots and Moonbeams with trumpeter Stu Hamer, pianist Pat Smythe, bassist Coleridge Good, and drummer Phil Seaman, and alto saxophonist Joe Harriet. Thank you. 
the Joe Harriet Quintet with Jimmy Van Heusen's Polka Dots and Moonbeams. All right, we're going to finish with another reissued album, a free jazz record called Song of Soil by percussionist, pardon my pronunciation here, I'll do my best, Masahiku Togashi with Don Cherry on trumpet and bassist Charlie Hayden from 1979. It was recorded in Paris and originally released on the Paddle Wheel label. According to the notes, Song of Soil reaches heights of spirituality, mixing Eastern influences with jazz and deep ambient soundscapes. And I'm going to play the title tune. And uh, next week, you heard me struggle with that pronunciation. So next week, I'm going to mispronounce a whole bunch of uh, names of uh, jazz artists. But then I'm going to pronounce them uh, correctly. Uh, That'll be the theme of the next couple weeks, will be uh, how to pronounce certain jazz artists and jazz titles. This is Larry Sademan saying bye for now. You're listening to Discovering Jazz.